Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. I want to welcome you to today's podcast, whether you're listening or watching here on YouTube. I want to welcome you. If you're watching, how do you like the new set here? We've got a little bit of a different look here. I'm kind of enjoying a homey look here. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, if you're just listening to us here on Spotify or some other audible cat pat platform, um, check us out on YouTube. Just go to Spellman Ministries and you can see all the podcasts right there in video form. So um, we'd love to have you join us on that platform as well. So we're talking here on the Marksman podcast. We began last week. We're going to do some individual um, episodes. Each one will stand alone, but kind of in a series of thought, talking about a to-be list. That's right, men, a to-be list. We definitely know what a to-do list is, don't we? Especially if you're married, you know what a to-do list is. We get those honey-do lists, and praise God, we have a wife to be busy helping, right? So I'm not going to get into all that right now, but I'm saying, men, we know what a to-do list is. We know what it is to have our tasks and our organizers and our daytimers all filled up with things that we got to do or that we, we need to be doing, and those things are important, and those things need to be organized, and those things need to be put in priorities. But what I want to dive into in this series of conversations is how important our identity is, even when we're doing those things, what are the things that we are to be, to be. Now, if you missed last week, I hope you'll check it out. We talked about being present, being present. Had a really good conversation along that topic, and I hope you'll check it out. But today, I want to talk about being content, being content. A good friend of ours, uh, Brother Jerry Murphy, says it this way. He calls it the fine art of contentment, the fine art of contentment. I like that. I want to quote him on that because, you know, it is an art form, learning to be content. Um that doesn't mean we don't strive for better. That doesn't mean God does not want to bring better into our life, and he doesn't want us to strive to be better. But what is this issue of contentment? What does it mean to be content? I'd like to say this as we begin. This is what the Holy Spirit said to me because I asked the same question because I was finding a little bit of a dynamic tension between those thoughts of, well, how do we be content and yet, how do we be advancing? You know, how do we continue to strive and stretch and reach and get better and yet be content? I mean, what's the, what's the boundary on that? What's the dividing line? How do those, those realities exist together? And he just simply said, Mark, he said, being content just means being happy now. Did you hear me? Being happy now. In other words, my joy is not delayed for something else to happen to get the next uh, thing accomplished or get the next thing done or make that purchase or buy that car or buy that house or buy that tool or buy that new fishing rod or buy that new gun. You know, in other words, I'm not delaying my happiness. I'm not delaying my joy. I'm being content. I'm being happy now. And a lot of this overlaps with another to be the Bible talks about, and that is to be thankful. These really kind of are married together. Being content and being thankful really are like twins running together. 
So let's look at a couple of scriptures here today, beginning in Philippians chapter 4. This is where Paul is kind of signing off his letter to the uh, Philippians, and the Philippians have been a part of supporting his ministry. Um, he mentions later in the same letter that even when he was in other other regions ministering, um, those regions weren't actually helping him in a financial material way, yet Philippi sent support sent resources and supplies to him while he was in another region helping those churches get established and so forth. And so he's kind of recognizing that here, and that's kind of the context of where this letter of the Philippians comes from and some of the commendation he he makes in this letter. Sometimes we read the commendations that Paul makes and we claim them as a promise, and they are a promise from God, but we can't claim the promise and ignore the context. There is a backdrop to this story. There is a backdrop to this letter. And this this church in Philippi had been a huge part of helping Paul have successful apostolic ministry, even in other regions. So they were a very generous people, a very generous, sacrificially generous people. And so verse 10, we're going to pick it up, Philippians 4.10. Paul says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. So there was a length of time where they had been helping, and then there was a season when they weren't able to help, but now they're back helping again. So their their care for him has now flourished again. He said, though you did care, he said, I realize just because supplies didn't come doesn't mean you don't care. Maybe they didn't have it to give. He said, I realize you care. Surely you care. But you lack the opportunity, so that's the issue. You lacked opportunity because it wasn't like today you can just hit Cash App or Venmo or you know <laughs> go on a website and just put in your credit card and send some help, some support. You know, not like that was available back then. Even before all that came digital, I mean, we could still send checks all around the country. You know, we could send mail, send offerings in. This was way, way more complicated back then. They had to physically bring the supplies, physically carry those supplies, and get them from region to region. So he said, you lacked opportunity. But he said, not that I speak in regard of need. In other words, that wasn't him making that comment wasn't from a place where he was focused on his need. Now we're getting into this issue of being content. He said, I'm not speaking from a place where I'm focused on my need. He said, for I have learned. Remember, I quoted Brother Jerry Murphy. He said, he called it the fine art of contentment. In other words, we can can grow in our skill. We can grow in our ability to be content. It's not something that we're born with. What child have you ever seen just born content? I mean, just especially if you bring another child in the room and they're trying to share and get along, it might work for a bit, but eventually somebody's going to take a toy that was being, was being played, but then got put down and then it gets picked up. And now you got to cry on your hand. Why? Because contentment is something we have to learn. And contentment is not something that our flesh has. Our flesh is antsy. Our flesh is uh, selfish. Our flesh is irritable. Our flesh can get frustrated easily. And I'm not saying other people's flesh, men, I'm talking here, us, our flesh. If we don't crucify our flesh and keep our flesh under, our flesh will rise up in any of our lives 
and we can lose that contentment. We can lose that sense of present joy, present contentment, but it's something we can learn. We can grow in. So he says, not that I speak in regard to need. I have learned whatever state I am to be content, be content. We're talking about a to be list, man. And one of the important things we are not just being present, we need to be content and we can learn to be content. We can learn to be content. One of the great ways to learn to be content is to learn to be thankful, be thankful. That's That'll move us way down the road in developing our contentment is just being thankful. Sometimes our discontent is because of something maybe we've lost track of that we could be thankful for. Um, let me have you go with me to Psalm 100. This is a great verse regarding being thankful. Because again, I think these two realities are really married, being content and being thankful. They do stand alone as truths, but they also, it's like fingers on your hand. You know, We might talk about you know the ring finger or the pinky finger or your index point finger, your thumb, and they all have different attributes and we can describe that. But day to day, other than unique things here and there, you might just work these two on certain things, but a whole lot of things, you're going to get all fingers involved. They're going to be working together. And so that's kind of what we're, we're dealing with here with our to-be list. A lot of these things overlap. They're going to work together in your heart, but we're going to just kind of focus on them one by one a little bit at a time. So being thankful, it's a big part of our being content. And Psalm 100, it's a very short psalm, just a few verses. I'm going to read the whole thing. It says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Gladness. Again, that's that's going to be present. If we're content and we're thankful, there's going to be gladness. Gladness will just be there. You won't have to think, I need to be glad. No, you'll be glad. If we're if we're being thankful and we're being content. We're going to be glad. So serve the Lord with gladness, serving with contentment, serving with thankfulness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. He, he's God. It is he who made us. We did not make ourselves. We are his people. We're his family. We're his sons and his daughters. And I love what Psalm 100 says. We're the sheep of his pasture. The Lord's our shepherd. Amen. Psalm 23 beautifully tells us that. Verse 4 now, Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So it's talking about entering into his presence. And so one of the ways we can have more of his presence in our lives is because we just walk in gratitude. We walk in thankfulness. We walk in thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving isn't, of course, we know this, not just a holiday. It's not just a third weekend in November or whatever that falls on. No, Thanksgiving is a place that we live from. Thankful, content, um, you know, these are, these are things that we live in. This is a place we live with God in God. And so he says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, enter into his courts with praise, praise. Be thankful. It says it again. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. That's Psalm 100. So 
being thankful is a huge part of you and I being content. And being content goes a long way for you and I living in gladness. And let me just ask you this. Who likes to be around a happy person? I mean, that's who people generally want to be around. In fact, let's just make it even simpler. What do children like to be around? Children like to be around happy. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. They like to have fun, and they like to be around people who are happy. Even adults, if they're just happy, children want to be around them. They like happy people. They like happy. God likes happy. God really upended my theology one time when he told me, he said, Mark, holy and happy dwell together in the same space. I thought, what? He said, holy and happy dwell together in the same space. You know, the psalmist, Psalm 16, verse 11 says, in your presence, there is the fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. That sounds happy right? And then Isaiah 6, Isaiah gets caught up into the presence of God, and he sees those six-winged creatures, those seraphim flying around the throne, the protectors of the throne, crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And the Holy Spirit just put those verses together in my heart. He said, those aren't two different places, That's not happening at at two different times. Holy and happy dwell together. And sometimes we think holy is, is something other than happy. God is holy, but God is also happy. In his presence, there is the fullness of joy. Jesus even prayed. He said that the joy that is in me would be in you. He wants our fullness of joy to be realized. But here's a great key, men. We're talking about it. A great key lies in being content. A great key lies in being thankful. These are ways we can exercise areas in our heart of contentment and thankfulness, and it's going to make us a happier person. Bottom line, your wife's going to like you being happier. Your children are going to like you being happier. Your pastor's going to like you being happier. Your boss is going to like you being happier. Your employees are going to enjoy you being happier. Amen. Even as a podcaster, I mean, wouldn't you rather look at a smiling face rather than just a serious stoic face all the time? Even you, you would like me to be happier. So I can even take that today. We can all stir ourselves up in these areas. I'm not going through these to-do list. I'm sorry, this to-be list to just find out what we're not doing. No, this is just an encouragement, men. I'm just trying to stir the pot a little bit, just maybe stir up our hearts a little bit here today. You know, and each week as we talk about these things, not just to measure ourselves against ourselves and say, well, I'm missing it there. I'm not really being content. I'm not really being thankful or I'm not really being present. No, I'm, this ain't a slam. This is just a encouragement, men, that we can all, like football players going back to basic training, you know, uh, summer camp. We're just going over the basics. We're just kind of stirring ourselves up. We all can work on these areas. We can all work on these foundational truths of what it means to just be a godly man and what it looks like to be Christ-like. These are things that Christ was. These are things that Christ is. And Christ in us, the hope of glory, 
and his his presence being manifested in our life, it's going to look like these things. We're going to be present. We're going to be thankful. We're going to be content. And again, it's not that we're not going to have advance and increase and all of those things, but being content has everything to do many times with just being thankful right now, being happy right now, being joyful right now. Amen. So hopefully it's given you a little bit more to work on this week and just kind of sharpen up a little bit. And, you know, here on Marksman, what we're focused on is aiming our lives at Christ's likeness. And these are just some things we can look at making our little to-be list. We've already got a to-do list, but we're just, I hope you're starting to make your to-be list. We've talked about being present, talked about being content, talked about being thankful. We'll pick it up next week, go a little bit further, make a little bit more of our to-be list, things that we can just sharpen and encourage each other with. So hopefully this has provoked a conversation with you, your buddies, your family, your your spouse, your children, because we can all work on this, can't we? Amen. I want to thank you for watching the podcast or listening, whatever you're viewing or listening on. If you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, go there, Spelman Ministries. We've got a whole playlist of all the podcasts on Family Mission Group. Um, the Family Mission we do on Fridays. The uh, Of course, Marksman here goes out each week on Thursday. We've got Sam's podcast, Roar, Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer. You'll want to check that out, men. I tell you, young and old, you'll love Sam's podcast, Roar. And you can check it out on other Audible forms or, again, on YouTube there. And then my wife. Make sure you tell your wives, ladies, to ch- uh, men, to check out Crowned in His Glory. They will absolutely love those conversations with my wife, Kim. Much like this, just her sharing from her heart her life, her experience, her walk with God, things that will really encourage your wives uh, or just maybe your daughters. It's for all ages, ladies. Um, So men, have your ladies check them out, ladies in your life, whether they're your daughters, friends, uh, nieces, whatever, your your wife, uh, have them check it out. All the links you can find in the description below, ways to email us, ways to connect with us on social media, And uh, don't forget to check out our website. We're always updating that. And uh, it's just good to kind of refresh yourself. And, you know, if you want to be a part of partnering with Spelman Ministries, um, we're doing more and more and more all the time. We certainly would welcome your partnership, not only in prayer, but finances. We'd be happy to receive finances to go further and do more. But you can check it all out on SpelmanMinistries.org. And I want to thank you, men, for being a part of the conversation today. Look forward to next week as we look a little bit further into our to-be list. But until then, remember, let's keep aiming our lives at Christ's likeness.